Yes, 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 people, it is Wednesday, which means a new episode of Echoes from the Void. Woo! There is, um, yeah, there's crazy happening right now, people. Straight crazy. You know what I mean? So, over, and it's all around. It is all around, trust me. Because over in England, right, we have got the European Super League talk. Now, it is, it's not just England, it's Europe. But the, the thing is, six clubs from England were joining. Which, I mean, that is the thing that kind of... Jumps out at me straight away Like the makeup of this thing Ain't really the European Super League <laughs> You know what I'm saying Because I kind of feel You should have You know I mean the, the top clubs from Germany Right there, there are other big spots In Europe You know what I mean So it, it, it's kind of like Oh It's just England Spain and Italy Hmm That seems a bit off Right because you'd think Holland And Germany Should have been up in that Now obviously not every European Nation has a Great football team But you gotta do You gotta Split it up more Now the, the crazy thing I kind of found about it was, listen, I ain't going too deep on this shit because I don't watch football. I stopped because of the racism and bullshit, right? But I find it funny how everyone's going, um, the, the game is for the fans. The game is for the fans. This is atrocious. What are you doing? Oh my god, this is so bad. And I'm just like, um, wait, you, you, you're saying the game is for the fans, but the price of football kind of means most fans ain't going. You know what I mean? Season ticket prices go up through the roof, right? Above tax every single year. So it's a point where you can't afford to go. So this thing that is meant to be for the fans, really? I don't know about that, you know what I'm saying? That seems, that seems like you're just saying shit to sound good. Also, this whole talk of the, oh, these teams leaving and it would be detrimental to like all the smaller, I'm like, eh, would it? Would it? Right, because... It does, like, from all accounts, from what I can ascertain, it didn't mean that these clubs were leaving their prospective leagues, right? Because these games are midweek, so I'm like, does this mean they're leaving the Premier League? As, as far as I can see, it means they're playing both, right? And... Frankly, that's what a fucking squad is for, 
right? That's what a squad is for, right? So you can field multiple players to play and get, you know, several games. And that's why they're paying so much fucking money, right? I mean, come on. Now, what the real kind of bullshit that seems to be, it's money. It's straight money. Now, the, the clubs that are joining, they're all in debt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, all these clubs are in crazy debt. I, like, this, you know, I'd say the, the Spanish teams especially are in dirty debt. I think most of the Italian teams are in huge debt. I mean, the English teams are in debt. But when you see the debt of the Spanish team, yo, but like Barcelona, Real Madrid, you're just like, yo, what's going on, man? What's going on with that? Right? So it, it's, a, it's straight up finances. But then also the, the European championships and all of that. Because they've got these huge deals. So they don't want these clubs leaving and not competing in their competition, right? So that's what it is. Now, it seems super, super suspect when you have, you know, ministers blocking this shit. I'm like, that. it ain't your place, right? It ain't your place to get into this. You've got the the football association, all of these people trying to block it, which they did, right? They blocked it, which also makes me kind of think, right? Because you shut this down in a few days, but you can't do anything about racism in the game. I'm like, hmm, if there was as much money... On the line for stopping racism As there was for you little fuckwits Of losing a little something Something There'd be no racism left in the game Right? It stinks It real stinks When the Premier League was announced People were saying That's going to destroy the game That's going to destroy football No But what it did do was you know, give some more money to some of the smaller clubs. It gave them the vacuum to move into, right? Because let's be honest, there's clubs that probably shouldn't be around, right? They're never gonna do anything because they're never gonna get any enough money to be able to compete with other get teams, right? Because this isn't an even playing field. Who the fuck are we trying to kid? So all of this talk about fairness and for the fans and for what are we doing, right? It's bullshit. It's all bullshit. It's it's all about TV deals and backhanders in the upper echelons. That's what this is. And it stinks. Real stinks. Now, the other thing that I'm kind of like, wait, what the fuck is going on? Because you have everyone jumping around because Derek Chauvin, Chauvin, I don't know how to pronounce the motherfucker's name, Cumpface, let's just call him that, he gets thrown in jail. Well, I mean, he's found guilty, right? He's found guilty on the three counts, okay? So, you know, 
I mean, I, th I think word is he can, f he'll probably, he could face 80, no, 80, no, 40 years in jail, but they're suspecting it's probably gonna be more like 15 years, which, I mean, that's consistent, right? That's kind of consistent for killing people, because life ain't life, I think we understand that, you know, so, yeah. You know, he goes to jail But everyone's jumping around like Oh, yeah, this is this is changing everything, man This is changing everything And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't understand what everyone's talking about It hasn't changed anything it Hasn't changed anything, right? Someone that was guilty was found guilty Now, if... Anyone really thought that he wasn't going to be found guilty I don't know what you're thinking There was so much on this So much There was no way he would have been able to walk out of that Without copying a You know what I mean? It, it wasn't going to happen He was always going to be found guilty Right? I mean, the thing was Would he be found guilty of all the counts? You know, I think that was one of the big ones, right? Because what he he's got found um, second degree murder, right? Third degree murder and second degree manslaughter. So I think you know the the probably the third degree, second degree manslaughter. They're probably the ones where ah, was that gonna happen? Like was that? I mean, that's where it goes Because Let's look at it, right It took Ten and a half hours <laughs> For the jury to come back With that verdict Ten and a half hours So When people say Oh, shit has changed I say Ten and a half Fucking hours Hmm? Right? Because let's be honest, this was a shut and closed case. We saw the video, right? The video was on rotation. That was lockdown one viewing. That and fucking Joe Exotic. Right? We saw the video. We saw the videos from multiple angles. He kneeled on the fucking neck. There was no there was no need for what happened. Everyone saw it. But it took ten and a half hours. What's up with that? Right? That's what I'm saying. What the fuck? We have seen people on, you know, more kind of like, hmm, might have to think about that. Cases and the jury has come back a lot faster. So I think you will know, right? Indicators to know that society has changed in the right direction is A, when shit like this don't happen, but B, if it does, I think you you can come to a decision a lot quicker than ten and a half fucking hours then also let's let's look at some of the other stuff that was said because i'm like what what the fuck 
right? His girlfriend. I mean, listen, I, I'm, I'm not trying to be bad because I know she's going through a thing, right? But when you heard her and other people said the same shit, he gave his life. So other people, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. He didn't give his life. <laughs> you really, He wasn't like, all right, kill me today. No. If you asked him, he wanted to be alive. You could hear him wanting to be alive. So would the, he gave his life so other people could. No, he was murdered. Right? And this is just a case of. Let's try and make sure no other people get murdered. Because he wasn't the only person getting murdered last year. Right? So stop with that stupid ass talk. Because it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous, people. You know? And then... It was, I saw a load of people say it. And now we can breathe. But... You know what I mean? The Raiders... Right, Las Vegas, you know, they put out a tweet after the verdict saying, you know, I can breathe for 2021. And people are getting pit. I'm like, grow the fuck up. Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Right? You were happy with a black square last year. So shut up. Stop being stupid and focus on the things that fucking matter, you dumb motherfuckers. Oi, so frustrating. But, yo, you know, something else that has hit, right, that is just insane, right? I mean, I feel it's on the same level of insanity. It's the it's the government employee in Italy who didn't go into work for fifteen years. Fifteen years but kept on cashing checks. They carried on paying him. Right? Carried on paying this motherfucker. I'm like, what? You know, so it's this weird thing, right? So he was a civil servant, you know, probably working in the head office, whatever. And they assign him this post in the hospital. And he's just like, ugh, fuck that. And just didn't turn up for work. Didn't turn up for work, right? Which you're just like, wait, this was 2005. How the hell... His homie still getting paid. He was getting paid every single month. Every single month for 15 years. It blows your mind. Now, they're trying to say that he uh, threatened his former manager. Right? So she wouldn't discipline him. But she retired. (laughs) She retired. And no one else picked up. Right? Because, you know, you can threaten that one manager, but there are other people. There's the HR department, you know, the new manager. None of them people picked up on that shit. And even if he threatened that one woman, there's other ways she could have alerted people. I'm like, 
that's not an excuse. That's weak as shit. But god damn, right? Imagine throwing a sickie every day for 15 years and still cashing checks. I wouldn't want to spend that money, right? I would be worried that someone is going to knock and be like, um, yeah, we've been mistakenly paying you. We want it all back now. <laughs> yo, it's insane, right? I mean, yo, there's other crazy shit, people, and we are gonna get into it. So buckle up and let's get it poppin'. So this is kind of weird, right? The um the hay festival. You know, big festival goes on every year, right? They've announced that they're going to be um, marking the anniversary of George Floyd's death, right? That's what they're that's what they're going to be doing, right? Which seems a little weird. Seems a little weird, but they've they've supposedly got a three part series. That is curated by um, Lemon Sissy, you know, and you know the well-known author. So they go on. So this piece talking about this then goes on to speak about, you know, oh yeah, George Floyd died and blah 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 blah. This is what happened. Oh yes, Derek Chauvin. He's you know he went to jail. So they've got all of this. You know what I mean? And they're saying um, Hayes events to mark Mr. Floyd's killing in Minneapolis on the 25th of May 2020 is part of a program that will last for more than 12 days and feature more than 200 writers, policymakers, historians and poets. It then goes on to be like... Speaking at the event are people such as David Williams... Kathleen Moran and Ethan Hawke. Right? And you're like, okay. Then they announce that oh, Ray Mears will be there, George Monobit, and Susan Smimard. And you're like, hmm. Now, the only other person of colour mentioned in this whole piece is Alok Sharma. And that's only because he's the president of Climate Change Conference, COP26. So fucking weird. Like, you're announcing, oh, yes, our festival is going to be marking the death of this person, blah, blah, blah. Which is all well and good. But remember, George Floyd wasn't the only black person who was murdered in 2020. You know what I mean? There's a whole heap of people got murdered. Right? And, and that's the person that you're going to focus on. Rather than, instead of just focusing on one person, maybe, if you really want to do something, focus on the just unjust murder of. You know what I mean? How about just doing that? But, in a Piece where you're talking about Oh you're doing this To then Not be like You know we've got a diverse Group of people Talking our first festival 
you only talk about your white guests? That's fucking weird. That's real fucking weird. You know what I mean? And out of all the names, only two are women, right? But no other minorities, apart from one who is the, you know, president of a climate change conference. That's real fucking bad form, right? And that is just part of the issue. It's part of the fucking issue. Why are you clout chasing, you motherfuckers? You're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Right? Just keep the fucking festival to be about the arts, right? If you want to talk about the issues, talk about the issues as a whole. This kind of shit is just frustrating and it's just fucking weak. So, there's outrage right now because... Do you know what I mean? You you get someone thrown in jail and then someone gets shot. Pretty much. You know, it seems kind of like boom. Straight afterwards. It's insane, right? Insane. So um I think it's Mahaya Bryant was you know shot. She was shot. And alright, so here's the thing. You you have a lot of people marching, a lot of people protesting, but I kind of feel people are protesting the wrong things. Now understand, look, when anyone is shot, it's not good, right? It's not good. It's not ideal. That's not what you want as an outcome. But, but. Let's let's kind of you know what I mean. Look at what went down. Now it was a fight. These girls were fighting, and understand, right? Girls, they will either do the bullshit of the hair pulling, or it gets proper grimy, proper grimy. And these motherfuckers had knives. Right? So it was knives. Now, there is word that, you know, supposedly there was, uh, you know, the first lot of girls attacked Bryant and her friends with knives. But here's the thing she might not have started off with a knife, but she ended up with a knife. So we see her with a knife lunging at one of the other girls who's. Kind of pinned against the car Which I mean you ain't just gonna slap someone with the knife Right And if you're not gonna use the knife You wouldn't pick up the knife So She was gonna use the knife Right like, I mean come on We gotta be real about it Sure he was gonna use the knife You know what I mean So That ain't good Right, and you know the police are there This is the thing it, it, The police didn't sneak up The police came You knew the police are there So I'm kind of like Hey, if you're holding You drop that shit 
You drop that shit. So I kind of feel if this was just a fight, if these were just fists and hands, then yeah, you could be like, oh no, that was crazy. The fact she's got a knife, it ain't as crazy. It ain't as crazy. Now I feel the the issue really is because you know the officers did say, look, when people are using lethal actions, you can respond in lethal ways, which Look, that's something that's been around, right? That's It's not like that is new. It's not like no one knew that. What I feel probably needs to be done, right, is create a unified set of rules. Like the unified rules in MMA, which aren't as unified as they once were, but a unified set of rules. See, this is the thing that people should be talking about, right? Because I feel you have these situations. Someone said to the guy, why didn't you use your taser rather than your gun? Now, I don't know. Was he close enough to use the taser? And when she is... Because we've seen people get tased, right? We've seen people get tased and not go down. Right, I think, was it, after, man, I think it was after the guy that was shot, or just before the guy was shot, in, was it KFC's car park, something like that, right, there was that video that went round that I think it was the same night, of that white dude who was, it looked like he was drunk or high, he was something, but he got tased, he got tased, he ate the tase, stole the police gun, stole the police car, and drove off, right, and they drew guns, but didn't fire, so I think the fear is, you take, if you are in distance, you tase her, she doesn't go down, and she stabs that girl, because, let's be honest, right, if that girl had been, st- if, she, if if nothing had happened, right, and that girl had been stabbed, you would have then had new protests of, look, the police are letting this shit happen, so it was a lose-lose situation, let's be honest, right, it was a lose-lose situation, but draw up guidelines, you know, draw up guidelines which lay out what you do when you fire, and then you can go, look, everyone's wearing body cams now, so then you say, if anyone doesn't follow these rules, then you get prosecuted, right, but you've got to lay it out in your clear and present freaking language, right, none of these you know, well, if this happens, you could do this, or you could do that, right, go, no, what happens is, if people do not have firearms, because I think that's when it all changes, right, but if someone doesn't have a firearm, you use a taser, right, use a taser, if the taser does not work, 
you, you know what I mean, whatever the next stage is, teach everyone jujitsu, right, but you put these guidelines in place, that should be the call, right, that should be the call right now, create unified guidelines for the police, improve training for the police, right, teach the police how to subdue someone with jujitsu, teach them that, because that's legit, and then probably, right, can they just not wear full Kevlar, during long sleeve, Kevlar jackets, and ones that do up, so they protect the neck, right, so you can't get slashed over the throat, and then you have a fucking full kind of helmet that comes down and with a face visor, look, we're seeing everyone walk around with these face shield things, do that, create a uniform that protects the police, which then means, you know, they, if they can't get stabbed, they can just swarm a motherfucker with a knife, right, Let, let's, let's think of some actual resolutions, rather than claiming things that possibly weren't, you know what I mean, it's not a thing, right, it's not a thing, and I'm not saying Bryant should have been killed, but, and I'm, I'm going on the videos we're seeing, right, from what we're seeing, she was about to kill someone, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't can't be like, oh, she. I mean, she she was just gonna threaten her with the knife. She was gonna, yo, she's holding a knife. What, what do you what do you think someone's gonna think if you're lunging at someone with a knife, right? So we need to be real about you know shit that goes down. Ain't a good thing, but it, you know it's a tragic thing. But it it went down, people. Fucking went down And we need to find a way out of this shit And I see the only way out Unified rules, man Unified rules I think it's interesting the way People react to situations You know what I mean? Because understand Right? Someone getting sentenced, it's it's not really a win, right? It's it's not a sign of progression. It is just what it is. And I think you now have people acting in a certain way, right? Now the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, I don't know what the fuck they're doing, right? And I think when you do a certain thing. You gotta put all the facts out there Because, listen In no way Am I saying Philip Burke is A good dude Right? I'm not saying he's a Upstanding pillar of society What I do wonder though Right? If you are sharing An article you're sharing an article, right? Does that now mean you are 
you're a piece of shit. Right? Because I have shared many, many things. Right? Because sometimes it's, hey, you should be aware of this shit. Right? Yo, has anyone seen this? You know, it doesn't mean I'm agreeing with it. I'm sharing the shit. I'm sharing the shit. And the other thing is, right? Just because it's an article, you know, maybe saying Black Lives Matter isn't the greatest thing on earth, that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. Look, when we look at all these different groups that are out there, they're not all great, right? Just because, you know, they look to be standing for a certain thing doesn't mean they're great. And we have so many examples of that. Now, in a, listen, I ain't saying Black Lives Matter is bad. I am saying that... That you know, it's not necessarily clear all the times what the fuck they stand for, right? When you get the um, you know, the leaders, as it were, they've got some crazy ass shit that they're talking at times. You know what I mean? They definitely got some crazy ass shit they're talking at times, right? And if you don't agree with that, that's fine. I don't care. I, I, that's just my viewpoint, right? But I'm always about, right? I'm always about breaking down barriers and creating a level playing field. And a level playing field is when people ain't killed because of the fucking color of their skin, right? So, boom, there is that. But if you question them, I'm not gonna go. <gasps> You're a racist. You said a bad thing. How dare you? Right? It, it's like, I will say a lot about the church. <laughs> you know what I mean? I ain't a fan. But I know plenty of Christians. And I'm not going to be like, Ugh, don't come near me. Don't talk to me. I don't care. Do you. You understand? We we will have different views on things. It is what it is. It is what it is, people. So, what I want to know, when he shared this article, was there anything said in the email? Right? Was there anything said in the email? Because that's a big thing. That's a big thing. Now, if he said, people, look at this article, am I right? You know what I mean? Like, hey, he might not go, I agree with it, but like something like that. You, you're basically saying, yeah, bro, I'm, I'm down with this here. I, I, I think, I think, you know what I mean? Like, if, you, if he's saying, yeah, black people are scum, this article points out why, then yes, you can go, he's an arsehole, right? He's a racist. If he made a racist comment, then he's a racist. But you're not necessarily a racist for sharing information, right? That's the thing. Now, I understand the Hollywood, you know what I mean, Foreign Press Association, they're looking to grab clout because they've been called into question, 
right? They've been called into question, and their big response is, "We're gonna, um, we're gonna put uh, thirteen black people into the association." I mean, like, okay, okay. So when, um, you know, I mean, the seventy motherfucking seven other members are all white. Right? That ain't diversity. And it also isn't a diversity just adding 13 black people. What about your your Chinese, your Mexican, your Indian? You know, like just think of all the other minorities. You have to you open it up. And we don't need specific numbers, but open it up, make it fair, make it so you understand issues, right? So when you're doing stuff, it's um, clear, right? It's all clear. That's the thing. So someone can be like, hey, um, we can't put that press release out because it's not accessible. And be like, oh, shit. Yo, I didn't realize. Thank you for letting me know. Boom. You, 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 it covers your bases. It, it, it opens you up to knowledge and understanding. Right, so yeah, as an organization, they are desperately trying, you know what I mean, desperately trying to be like, uh, uh, we're not problematic, honest, look at us, look at us. So they've expelled Burke. They've expelled Burke. I do wonder though, are they expelling all the other questionable people who may be members because you know right there, there are a whole heap of people that have got controversy on their name so does that mean anyone with a little controversy gets the boot right that's the thing because if we're kicking people out for sharing information, does that mean someone goes for tweets? Does that mean someone goes for a comment they make in an interview? Right? What's the situation, people? What's the fucking situation? So, listen. As I said, Burke may be a piece of shit. He may be. But what are we saying here? You know what I mean? Look, if you're getting rid of someone for doing a certain thing, all of the information around that incident should be made clear. Otherwise, it does look like pandering. It does look like pandering. You know what I mean? And, um, yeah. I know, people, that's just my fucking views on the matter. Right? That's just my views on the matter. And I feel, listen, don't be worried about sharing shit. Because, hey, it's the only way in which we grow. Right? You gotta know every side of every story. Otherwise, you stay an ignorant son of a bitch. You understand? So, um, yeah, Hollywood Press Association. Hey, you have a long way to go, motherfuckers. Got a long way to go. Well, I gotta say, right? Lockdown has given us some fun Apple events. You know, like, listen, 
there is something a little bit classic about those old events, you know what I mean, with jobs on the stage, all of that, and then the big, you know what I mean, when everyone sees something get revealed, right, something huge, that, that, there's something about that, but these new events, yo, they're a lot of fun, I have to say, they are a lot of fun, and, you know what I mean, you do, I don't even know, right, because, listen, I don't, you never can fully believe big organisations in everything they say and do, and, listen, we know with the factories and everything like that, they're not the best, you know what I mean, they're not the best, but, they, I, you know what I mean, from these, you can see they're using a diverse workforce, which is always, hey, that's something, right, that's something, now, from everything that got dropped, there's things, you know, that, I mean, it looks cool and whatnot, it looks fine, not everything was just like, oh, god damn, like, I mean, a purple iPhone 12, eh, I don't really care about that, right, I don't really care about that, but I'm sure them motherfuckers with, where purple and lilac is their favorite color, and, yo, how many fucking chicks are in, you know, fields of lavender, <laughs> Jesus, right, those motherfuckers are probably going to be jumping on this, you know what I mean, lavender iPhone, so, you know, there's, there's shit for everyone, right, so you've got that, the Apple TV, it, it looks impressive, I want to say it looks impressive, but it's not a must grab for me, that ain't a must grab, now, the, the card, I do like the the sound of the the credit card. I don't know if you can get that shit in the UK, right? Just because I know you buy shit on your credit card, Barclay card, you know, whatever one you've got, right? And you're going through it and you're just like, yo, what the fuck is that? Like, what's that purchase? I don't even know. But I like the fact that the app on the on this new Apple card, it will, you know what I mean, tell you, it will, it will mark the products and the purchases by what the fuck they actually were, right? It, it makes it easier to track shit. And I know it was actually launched last year, but I do think that is, I, I like the sound of the fact that you can share the credit, right? That's pretty, that's pretty slick. But... It's not a must have, as again, because it ain't in the UK, so it means nothing. It means nothing to me, people. So the the shit that really jumped out. Well, I mean, alright, the iPad Pro. The iPad Pro. That that looked nice. I ain't gonna lie, it looked nice, right? But for me, right, this shit. It was all about firstly the the iMacs. The new i i my iMac is dying. It is 
dying. <laughs> so I need to upgrade as soon as I can. You know, and these motherfuckers look slick. The fact, you know, the fitness is always a space efficiency is always huge and lightness is then it just means a you, you can have it on any kind of surface. You know, because hey, you you pick up some computers, they're big, right? Heavy. You'd be like, okay, where can I put that? That needs to be in a certain spot. I can't put that anywhere. But these motherfuckers, these look pretty damn slick. Ain't gonna lie. You know? I, just getting to look inside the speaker system, the mics, the cameras, all of that. Ooh. Can do some serious work with that shit. Can do some serious work with that. Now, I, I, I remember seeing something, I think it was earlier in the year, right, about the whole colours, right, that they were going to try and bring back those, look of the, those old Macs, and I wondered how they were going to do it. Because those old Macs, you know, the, the, the bubble back ones, the, the colours did make them look fun, Right? Those motherfuckers were big, but they looked fun. So, it is, it is kind of cool that they've incorporated it, it, you know, on these new models. Now, I think it probably all depends on how you have your setup. Because if your shit's facing a wall, this means nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It means nothing. Right, you need to have your shit in a space where um you you're able to actually take advantage of the funk, right? Otherwise, you'd be like, "Yo, whoa, how are you feeling about my Mac?" You'd be like, "Okay, don't talk to me, motherfucker." What? You right? Know? Now, my only thing is that it's just a twenty-four inch model, right? I got a twenty-seven inch Mac. So, I'm like, ah, you know, are, are they throwing the, the M1 up in that? Because I don't know if I want to go, I don't really want to go down in size. Or do I just ride out this until it dies? You know, just maybe grab um, an, I, an iMac, um, the laptop, right? Maybe grab one of those motherfuckers. And hold out until they upgrade the uh, to the twenty seven, but yo, those new IMAX do look slick. It does mean I'm dropping change though. That's the problem, right? Because also, it's it's not just about buy, just buying the bog stand, right? You gotta. Make sure that your shit is, is coming correct. So, to be able to do everything that you want to be able to do. You know what I mean? It's possibly... It's possibly spending... One... One thousand six hundred and fifty. Woo! Oh my days. But, yeah. You know what I mean? Fuck. What can you do? What can you do? 
You know what I mean? But I have to say the thing, the thing that really popped for me, thing that really popped for me, is those motherfucking tags. The damn, it's the tags, son. That's where it is at because I lose everything. I lose everything. It is insane. So the the ability to be able to, you know what I mean, tag it up. Because I've tried to find that shit. And like I think the, there's there was these little things available, but feedback was always a little iffy. You know what I mean? Feedback was always a little iffy. But having something that feeds into the ecosystem of your shit. God damn, that speaks to me, man. That real speaks to me. You know what I mean? I will say though, it, it makes me laugh. You know, in the videos, right? In the videos. Because I just I I was looking at this um it's a tangent, but I was just looking at this uh these these memory drives. And at the end of the video, they're like, oh, you can take it anywhere. And they've got the dude clipping it to the back of his backpack and walking off. And I'm just like, who's putting it on the backpack like that? Because anyone, yo, I'm just going to run past and teeth that. I mean, I ain't going to do that, but people could do that shit. It's insane. And, and in this, they've got it just ew, slipped on the back of the the backpack, I'm like, no, I ain't doing that shit, again, with the luggage, I ain't having it on the outside, I do want to know, will it work on the inside, right, because that's where I would put it, on the inside of my luggage, not on the outside, but that shit would revolutionize the airport for me, God damn, I hate, on the motherfucking carousel, and you're trying to be like, is that my bag, is that my bag, you know, because early on you could put a coloured strap round, right? And not many people were using that shit. Now everyone's using that shit. So you can't even use that. So he's trying to find your bag. So this would be insane. This would be insane. Love that shit. Now, what I also want to know. Could you make a kid swallow it, Right? Because that's always been the thing. I'm always a bit like, I don't know if about having kids, right? Because I'm going to lose that little motherfucker, right? Take it to the park. I'll bring home a new kid, right? How the fuck are you going to, especially when they're at that age and they look like shit. You know what I mean? You couldn't pick one out of a lineup. But if you put it in the food, right? Make it swallow a little tag. Boom. Track it. Anywhere sounds perfect. You're in and do the same. Make your girl swallow one, right? Always keep track. <laughs> I mean, they didn't show you that in the video, but I'm saying it seems the logical way forward, right? Seems the best way forward. So, yeah, I'm gonna go get me some tags. Yeah, oh. Oh, I think Apple have just revolutionized my life and I salute you. Thank you, Apple. But 
fuck you too because now I'm going to be dropping a whole heap of cash. I mean, when I have a whole heap of cash, yeah, I'm going to be dropping on you motherfuckers. So, thanks, but fuck you. Okay, people, this week's chin check you need to check out because we take a look at LFA 105 that hits on Friday and the mammoth UFC 261. Three titles on the line and crowds are back people so once you are done with this go over check it out share with your peoples enjoy but before you do that let's get back to this all right okay people so episode four of season two's creep show will be hitting shudder this thursday Yep, that's right, people. If you've been enjoying, you know, I mean, season two of the um the classic show based on the 1982, you know, what I mean, film that started it all. Well, you'll be pleased that yeah, new episodes are coming, right? So um, hey, season episode three, right? Episode three that aired just the uh, just last week. Which was fun. You had the right stuff, which had that uh, interesting kind of you know astronaut first contact situation, with a nice little twist at the end, starring Ryan Quanton and Brecken Meyer as uh, two astronauts. You had Captain Alex trying to get out the shadow of his father. And then you had the science tech whiz, Major Ted Lockwood, who um, seemed to Alex to be getting all the opportunities, the one to be first, and he should be first. Oh, but man, just a little bit of greed, a little bit of greed can turn things in a very, very bad situation, not just for you, but maybe the whole of human race. Bum, bum, bum. And then sibling rivalry, which, hey, that wasn't expecting, right? Wasn't expecting it to go in the direction it went in, but a whole heap of fun, right? So you had, you know, it was a high school set piece. Starring Molly Ringrold, right, as the uh, school counsellor. Man, I didn't recognise her. It looks a whole hot different to, um, you know, the other Molly. Like, obviously, you're not expecting Piddy and Pink Molly Ringrold. But it didn't even look like the other iterations we've seen later in life. You know, but, um, yeah, it was fun to have her in a piece, right? So you had these two... Two school kids, brother and sister. And, um, you know, it's leading you in one direction. Leading you in one direction. And then it does a nice little counter spin and takes it somewhere else. And then the end, right? Didn't expect the end. I, I, I figured, oh, you know, maybe they'll go vegan. But no, 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 no. 
But yeah, that was a nice little lead into this week's two episodes. Right, so we have got pipe screens. This one is directed by Daniel Krauss. And the uh, and the gist is a drain clog turns out to be more than just a little matted hair and soap scum. And a down-on-his-luck plumber is tasked with getting the problem under control. Trouble is, the problem has a mind of its own. Right, so yeah, written by Daniel Krauss, directed by Joe Lynch. And it's starring Eric Edelston, Barbara Crampton, and Selena Andalus. Now this, hey, this was an interesting, because you, you wondered which way they were going to go, right? So what was going to be the creature? And, um, whew, you, you don't want to, you don't want that in your pipes. Let's just say that. Although... The way it ends, the way it ends, gotta say, I wouldn't be happy. <laughs> I wouldn't be happy to be living in that building. You know what I mean? They 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 got a little redemption, but god damn, I'd be concerned. I'd be very concerned. And then we've got Within the Walls of Madness. So this was written by John Esperito, directed by John Harrison, and it's starring Drew Matthews, Denise Crosby, Nicholas Logan, Brooke Butler, Brittany L. Smith, and Leonard Butler. And the gist is, a top-secret government compound is evacuated as the last few scientists in the building Fight to contain the creature they've been studying, but is the true threat one of them? Dum, dum, dum. Now I think at the start, I like the fact that you know I mean you did wonder, right? Is it a creature or is it just someone having a mental break? Which which direction is it going in? And also. Is it about a love triangle? Like, what's happening here? So we have all of that. And then, once some things become clear, right? You're then wondering, okay, so then, how do you solve this case, right? How do you fix the situation? I did not expect the... Because... In doing what my man did at the end, he's kindly just doomed everyone, right? You kind of think it's, that's not the best scenario, surely, surely. And why the fuck would you grant that, right? I didn't understand. I didn't understand why he would grant that. But yeah, a very well put together piece. Both of them, real good stories, Keep you gripped, good acting. Man, I enjoyed the hell out of these. So you will be able to watch, you know what I mean? Pipe screams and within the walls of madness this Thursday, the 22nd of April, on Shudder People. So if you don't have it, what kind of horror fan are you, huh? So people, as part of their Earth Day coverage, Apple, you know what I mean, they've launched some new programs, 
right? Now, they all hit the airwaves last Friday, and we spoke about, you know, the year the Earth changed. You know, we spoke about that on last Echo Chamber. But there's also two documentary series. So, um, one of them shot all at night. The other one follows some of the smallest creatures on the planet. Right? Both vastly different. Both fascinating. So, let us take a look and see what Apple TV Plus has in store for us, okay? So, Apple have got this new show, Earth at Night in Colour, right? So, um, it's from producers Alex Williamson and Sam Hodgkinson. And, uh, yeah, I think the, 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 the whole kind of thing is they're using these cutting-edge cameras and a revolutionary post-production process. Earth at Night in Colour presents nature's nocturnal wonders with striking new clarity. Some never-before-seen behaviours of animals after dark captured using low-light cameras and light from a full moon. So this is um great. So season two will be dropping, okay, and it features... Elephants battling hyenas around starlit waterholes. Kangaroos embracing under the cover of darkness to find a mate. Other animals in the new season include pumas, polar bears, manta rays and tiny platonic life at night in the ocean. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting and it's all narrated by Tom Hiddleston. You may know him as Loki. So, yes, people. Now, what I didn't realise that, yeah, there were two seasons. There's so there's 12 episodes in total. Um, I, I did the first tw- six. And it's interesting, right? I do enjoy an animal documentary. I do enjoy it. I did think, though... Hiddleston is an interesting choice as a narrator. Like, he's cold open, and he finishes with, like, the night. And it's just the emphasis on night. It's just like, calm the fuck down, Tom. What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? And then some of the copy that he's writing, the scripts... They're just a little bit janky, right? It's like, Earth's last true wilderness, the night. It's a little bit much, right? Because I would probably say the ocean has not been explored. Like, we know some of the ocean. We don't know all of the ocean, right? We we haven't gone to the bottom of the friggin' Mariachi Trench. You know, there's, uh, there's so much in the ocean we don't know. So, to say Earth's last true wilderness, it's hyperboil at its best. I mean, come on. Like, you don't need it, right? You don't need it. Like, this is interesting enough without the bullshit. I mean, but... 
Yeah, no, we, we had these interesting things looking at all of this different stuff, which, I, I mean, it's fascinating. You know, watching a python climb a tree? You, just the way it's doing it, you're like, what? What am I looking at, people? You know what I mean? Like, the fireflies are incredible. And just watching how all the males sync up their lights to attract the women. And you just be like, ah, shit, that ain't gonna work. You know what I mean? You kind of look at it and be like, it's like catcalling. You know what I mean? Be like, hey, honey, hey, hey, that's a nice ass. And you just think, ah, who's gonna fall for that? And then there's that one be like, oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you crazy? You know what I mean? You'd be like, oh shit, that worked? So <laughs> you're seeing the females coming to the lights. You're like, oh, okay. Alright. It's working. Right? Click beetles. Never heard of a click beetle. You know what I mean? They look like giant fireflies. But, oh my god. You, you see them attracting these termites. The termites just running to these mounds covered in these click beetles, you know, just walking all over it, and then suddenly they get grabbed one by one, and you're just like, oh no, you know what I mean, god damn, that's some, oh, crazy shit, crazy, I think there's some things that you, you hear in here, like, um, you know, jaguars have the strongest jaws of the big cats, which I think is it, something you've heard in other documentaries. But, right, you do wonder, who realised that shit? Like, how is that shit measured, right? How are they working that out? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, huh, it just seems like a claim. Seems like a jaguar would be like, yo, oh, you know, I've got the... Uh, Strongest jaws? No, no, a lion ain't... No, no, lion ain't got shit on me. My jaws are tight. Yeah, yeah. But seeing a jaguar take out a caiman... I mean, I've, I've seen it on other docks, right? But it still... It still makes you be like... Whoa, 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 what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because a caiman is basically a crocodile, an alligator, a dinosaur. And we're seeing a cat, a giant motherfucking pussycat, take that out. Take it out. But then also, you're just like, how tasty is that, right? Because they're not big and they're covered in that. You know, gnarly, scaly bullshit. So, once you get through all of that, how much good ass meat is there? Right? How much of a meal is that going to be for that Jaguar? I don't know. I don't know. Right? But yeah, I, I do kind of feel though. Um, oh, one thing that was insane. Cheetahs, right? Cheetahs, fastest mammal. Fastest mammal. Which, 
you know, I, I know you, we've heard countless of times, and it is kind of like, huh, you know, it's that one, oh, is Superman faster than The Flash, right, it's like, is that true, because, you know, you often see these other things are meant to be real quick, real quick, and be like, hmm, has that ever raced a cheetah, I don't know, but for it to be that fast, but that just weak, it's just, ugh. like one hyena can fuck up two cheetahs, you're just like, oh, god damn, that is disappointing as a motherfucker, you know what I mean, but... This is an interesting documentary, right? It it is very interesting. I will say they do a lot of human analogies, which, I mean, what are we doing? What are we doing, right? So um, they they'll be like, uh, I think it was a bear, right? It'd be like um, the bear. Is looking for more of a long-term relation. Are you like, how do you know? Like, how come on, man? How do you to be like, yeah, the bear isn't just looking for quick sex. The bear is looking for his ride or die. You're like, come on, come on, stop that, right? Stop it. <laughs> there was a bit with the cheetah She lost two of her pups Right, cubs, pups One of the two And um, you, you do kind of feel Firstly, right Because you knew something was up When one stuck in a tree But it's just Why the fuck isn't she asking The, the one, be like, yo What happened to your brother and sister Stop fucking around. Tell me where they are. What happened? Be like, uh, uh, mum, I don't know. Uh, I turned around and they were gone. I mean, like, because, you know, they do talk, right? Animals do talk, but they just do it in different ways. So, you know, I, I, because it's just like, oh, and the, the mother didn't give up. But I'm kind of feeling that their kid must have told her, right? Must have told her. Oh no, they're still alive. They they did this or this, blah blah blah. But it, it it's this weird kind of thing where it's just like, you know, they're trying to put it on. They're just like, oh, humans act in this way, so animals obviously are the same, and ugh, that's a little irritating. Now every episode, so we get this look at the animals, and then. They kind of uh, talk to the cameramen. But uh, they never ask the questions you want them to ask, right? They're filming bears. These cameramen are filming bears. And you want to be, and they're like, oh, yeah, so, um, you know, it's cold out. And we're, you know, we're driving around trying to find the bears. And you don't. That, I don't care What I want to know is How the fuck are you keeping safe? Right? How are you keeping safe With all of this going on? That's the shit I want to know You know what I mean? Or how are you tracking a cheat? If the cheaters are running so fast How the hell are you able to track it? Right? They're the things I want these camera people to be talking about <sighs> 
but they're just ah it 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 feels very scripted that part you know there'd be there'd be like um watching the cheeto run it's a bit like seeing your first sunrise i mean like shut up like you didn't just think of that that was scripted out right that's not an off the cuff statement stop it stop doing that it's infuriating <sighs> now this this whole show it's shot with these revolutionary cameras which is insane right insane but I feel a problem with it is a lot of it does look like it's shot during the day. Right? And I, I don't know what you can do about that because then it loses its emphasis. You know, the fact that we're, we're getting all of this crazy footage at night and they show it, right? So they show it when they turn it down slightly, I, I, I know the terms, the technology and whatnot, but I'm going to say, they turn it down slightly, and it looks more like it's shot at night, and I kind of feel, it, it could, it, it, it could still work, at that light level, right, because we can still see what's happening, but, we also can see that this craziness, is actually shot at night, Right? And I think that is the thing. Because you're seeing all of this. We're getting to see all of these weird behavior patterns during the night. So be like, oh, so they're not always sleeping. They're doing this. Interesting. Okay. So where I'm thinking, I can walk through these woods. Oh, the all the bad animals are asleep. I'd be like, oh no, (laughs) that's a mistake because they might not be. They might not be asleep, right? So um, yeah, I do kind of feel right that this documentary is like burlesque. You know what I mean? Because we're getting to see stuff, and it's great. It's great. But it, it it kind of pulls back, pulls back before it gets too gnarly, and it's just like I just want to see some titties, man. Just, I want to see some titties. Like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, show me the kills, right? Show me everything. Stop and stop because every time it's just like we want to know will the bear. Get through, you know it's gonna, right? Then they never end an episode with, unfortunately, duh. You know what I mean? It never, it always says, and at the last minute, they were able to. It's like those first early seasons of House. It always ends with a win. And you're like, I know it's cool and all. It's not like I want to see these animals die and shit. Or go hungry But I mean, come on Like, this is the wild <laughs> It's not all ending in a happy ending You know what I mean? This ain't a, a crazy massage parlor Right? Sometimes it's just a massage You feel me? But I will say, listen If you haven't watched a lot of documentaries then this is going to be great. You're going to love it. And also, right, 
the the aspect that it is shot at night i mean that's a nice little usp a unique selling point people it's some marketing terminology you know what i mean but yeah i'm like if you are deep if you are deep 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 in your david attenborough this might not cut the mustard but if you're new to the game yo this is your gateway people you're gonna love this shit Alright, so that's the earth at night in colour. And our other returning series is Tiny World. So this is um it's narrated and executive produced by Paul Rudd, which does feel fitting, right? Rudd in his MCU persona as Ant-Man. You hear me? A tiny little motherfucker, right? Perfectly fits into uh, this world of tiny animals, right? So the show grants viewers a unique perspective into the natural world, illuminating the ingenuity and resilience of the planet's smallest creatures. With over 200 species filmed and 3,160 hours of footage, the six-episode docu-series shares surprising stories and spectacular cinematography that spotlight small creatures and the extraordinary things they do to survive. Captured and filmed for the first time are a Neiman shrimp, which clap to signal their intent as cleaners of predatory fish, the biting behavior of fang blini fish, filmed in slow motion with unprecedented use of phantom high-speed cameras, and Etruscan shrews, known to be the hungriest mammals on Earth. Tiny World is produced by Pim Soul Productions and is executive produced by Tom Hughes Jones, who also serves as writer with David Fowler. Grant Mansfield and Amartha Holmes also serve as executive producers. And this is oh, this is great, right? It is great. They've split it up, so each episode, right, is a, a different kind of aspect. So the first episode is meadows. We then have desert, then have pond. We have rainforest, reef, and dune. Oh man, and I, I feel that Rudd really does a superb job as narration. You know, where I felt Hiddleston sounded like he was performing too much. You know what I mean? Overemphasizations of words, all these pauses. Rudd sounded really natural. You know, really natural. And he's like he's having a conversation with you. You know, it works so well. And I don't know how they did it. Right, because we are so close, so close with all these scurrying, crazy little animals. It's insane, right? So where other documentaries, you get close to them, 
but you're not right on top of them. This sometimes feels like you're riding on the shoulder, right? You're just behind them or just in front of them. It is insane, the camera work that we see here. And it's so vibrant. So the colour explosions is crazy. Especially in the meadow, right? In the meadow, the colours, people. It pops. It... Oh man, it is a joy to watch this one. It really is. The other thing I really enjoyed, it, it's not kind of kiddifying things. Like we see it all. Not every creature, you know, has a great day. You know what I mean? They they just show it how it is. And I love that. I loved it because that's the that's the world animals live in. It's not some friggin' safe space bullshit. No, it's kill and be killed. It's it's eat or be hungry. That's it, people. That's it. If you're injured, fuck you. We're leaving you behind, right? <laughs> Man, you just think, hmm. Could the real world be like this? <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's really good, man. It is really good. Right? We see these bee eaters, right? These bee eaters in the first episode. And you kind of feel, are they the equivalent of those rich arseholes who eat blowfish? You know, like... It's a poisonous fish, but look at me. I'm, I've got the money to buy it. And I'm risking everything by eating this. Because are you going to eat a bee by choice? I mean, possibly it stings you up in the inside. It's crazy. But no, these motherfucking bees eat bees. They actually eat a whole heap of insects. So, I mean, you could just call them insect eaters. But no. They're called bees, right? Crazy colours on them, too. Crazy colours on them. Oh, man. And the praying mantises, right? Bee. Do you really see all the things that eat bees? You're like, oh. <laughs> Fuck, man. You remember the praying mantis is, oi. It loves it some bee, man. It loves it some bee. And... As mentioned before, the Etruscan shrews, these little, they're the size of almonds, they're the size of almonds, and they have to eat every hour to survive, you know what I mean? but I, I figured it out, I feel I'm part Etruscan screw, <laughs> I think that's it. <laughs> I mean, I've solved all my problems, people. <laughs> but these things, they're almost blind. Which, I mean, that's another thing we have in common. And it's crazy that the expression, the blind leading the blind, is epitomised with these. When you watch the move the fam... It's like, <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. It's, you wonder how these fucking things survive, right? It, it's crazy. Like, now we see all manner of environment, but I've got to say, 
I wouldn't want to live in a desert. The desert is, it gets 50 degrees Celsius in the summer. Fuck that. Like, you look at, you be like, how are all these things surviving? What is happening? But, I guess they've got 50 different, no, sorry, 50? No, that's like, 300 different types of cactuses. Or cacti? I I feel that's the the group known, right? 300 for right. I didn't know there was 300. It's insane. 300 different types. But they do have water in them, right? So you you see animals understanding this and utilizing them for that. Also, they have flowers. Yeah. They have flowers. Which, interestingly enough, because the flowers you could use up too much water, they only open once, right? They, they open once, and they don't stay alive for long at all, right? So, these little animals, they got to get their fill quick, quick, quick before that flower and nectar disappears, but... It's interesting as hell. Like, some of these flowers only come out at night. Only come out at night. How insane is that, right? It's crazy. It's crazy. All of this in the desert, people. It's all in the desert. And they have got the um, Sonoran Desert is the spot. Spot with the most rattlesnakes. The most rattlesnakes are there. Nowhere else in the world has as many rattlesnakes. And you know what that tells me? Never ever go to the Snororan Desert. I mean, if that's where they I ain't going there. Kind of crazy, is it? But luckily, I don't have to because I can watch it on Little World. You know what I mean? Oh, man. Other, like, the ground squirrels are the size of tacos. You know what I mean? Jeez. But these things are smart. Like, the squirrels and the pack rats, they're using the cactus as defense mechanisms. They don't need, you know, panic rooms, double lock doors. No, they use cacti. God damn. Damn, if only we thought of that shit. <laughs> you know? And, hey, other screws, shrews, I say screws, other shrews, just as tiny, right? The water shrew, size of a thumb. It must be a shrew thing. It's a shrew thing. It's a shrew thing. People, this is, I, I, I really enjoyed watching this documentary series. I really did. And I highly recommend it as a way to kind of, for you to relax and have fun on your Earth Day. People, tiny world, a lot of pleasure, right? So people, put a huge smile on your face and let Paul Rudd entertain you. Okay, so this week, I was um, on Goodreads, and I saw a book my friend was reading, 
And it seemed a little intriguing So there was a sale on all the ball And I, uh, I grabbed it It's Before the Coffee Gets Cold By Tosha Kazi Kawaguchi Right, and um, the gist of the book is uh, is this. What would you change if you could go back in time? In a small back alley in Tokyo, there is a cafe which has been serving carefully brewed coffee for more than 100 years. But this coffee shop offers its customers a unique experience, the chance to travel back in time. In Before the Coffee Gets Cold, we meet four visitors, each of whom is hoping to make use of the cafe's time-travelling offer in order to confront the man who left them, receive a letter from their husband whose memory has been taken early by early-onset Alzheimer's, to see their sister one last time and to meet the daughter they never got the chance to know. But the journey into the past does not come without risks. Customers who sit in a particular seat, they cannot leave the cafe. And finally, they must return to the present before the coffee gets cold. (sighs) Toshia Kazi Kawauchi's beautiful moving story, translated from Japanese by Jeffrey Truslot, explores the age-old question... What would you change if you could travel back in time? More importantly, who would you want to meet, maybe for one last time? Hmm. So, the the thing about it, right? That question doesn't really make sense because it doesn't apply. What would you change? You can't change anything, right? This whole thing of going back. You have to sit in a particular seat. And, you know, you have to pick a day you know the person is going to be in the cafe, right? There's all of these rules. So you have to do this and then you have to finish the conversation before the coffee gets cold. And, right, so the thing with that is, really, sometimes coffee gets colder than others, right? You mean there's times you might have poured a coffee and you get distracted and you go back to it and you're like, oh, still hot, awesome. And then other times it's cold, even though it hasn't necessarily been a longer stretch. You know what I mean? So there's that. But yeah, they can't change anything. So it's not what would you change if you could go back in time, but you're not changing a thing. Yo, you can't say, hey, um, listen, you, you get in your car and you go, don't, don't do it, don't go. Like, you can't do that. Doesn't happen. So everyone knows these rules, but you find that they go back in time and they waste so much time. It, it's the weirdest thing, right? You, you know, it's not like you don't know. Right, You know what the situation is You know what the deal is You know how much time you possibly have Right, The whole mechanics of it And then you have them go And then they're sitting there And it's just like, oh, and I didn't know what to say And I felt shock And oh, and it was just like, what are you doing? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you'd write it down You'd memorise it 
You know, if if you know that you forget shit and you can get frazzled, that's what you would do. But we see no one do that shit. And then I know, right? Because essentially it's a sweet book. It's not offensive. It's very vanilla. Right? If it was an ice cream flavour, it's straight vanilla with vanilla chunks. <laughs> but it's like isn't you you have this character, this woman, and she's split up she's kind of split up with her boyfriend. But we get told she's very accomplished, you know, she she's great, she has a good job. But her boyfriend is in the States working. And she's just like, I don't, I don't know where we stand, and I don't know the thing, and blah, 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 and I need to talk to him, I need to do this. And you just go, all right, firstly, you know, when they relay the history of them, she always knew that was his dream, that's what he was working to. So then he accomplishes it, and she's all like, ugh. I can't believe he went. I tell him not to go. And we're like, hold on, hold on, hold on. That was his dream. Now, what you think the big thing that makes sense would be like, well, couldn't she have gone with him? Right? Her job would have translated. She could have done her job there. Right? It's not a job that's specific to Japan. Right? So you're thinking, okay, so why was there not the conversation of... Just you going with him. You know? There's never that. Or going to visit. You know, there's all of these things that you're just like, wait, wouldn't it just make sense to do this? But it's never mentioned. Which is bizarre. And someone to, you know what I mean, be like pining over this situation who is accomplished, but thinks that the only way their life is happy is if this one, and you're just like, this shit makes no sense, right, makes no, now, if you have the person go, you know, they've been in other relationships, but they found that the only one that worked was fine, but when you don't have any of that, it's just like, why the fuck is this character pining for this, right, then there's another, the sister story, you know, it's just like, her parents owned a hotel, she never wanted to go into business, and she's working in this cafe, Uh, and you're like, well, how much money is this cafe making, can you actually properly survive, especially because you've been, you're employing I don't know, three, four other people, right? So you're thinking, overheads cannot be great. So maybe going working in the hotel could be better. But her her sister, her younger sister got stuck with doing it. Kind of not even stuck. Like, her sister could have said no. But she didn't. She's doing it. And her sister comes by all the time. And she's like, hey, why don't you... And she avoids seeing her sister. Hi, there's one time she hid. We have a hiding from her sister, and her sister gets killed. Right? 
this this whole thing, you're just like, wait, how old are you? How old are you? You're hiding. Just say, yo, I don't want to have this conversation or be, you know what I mean? Something. But it, 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 it's just like this non-communative bullshit that was, see, if they were kids, right, you'd get it a bit more, but they're fucking adults, they're adults, so you're scratching your head and going, what's happening here, right, a lot of the situations here, I'd say most of the situation, but it's that whole Alzheimer's one, and she's like, oh, and I'm, I'm just his, you know, I was his wife, and now I'm just his nurse, and blah, 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 and you're like, but that's Alzheimer's, right, it's a shitty thing, yes, of course, but you know what it is, like, what are we, what are we doing, right, you either do it, or you don't do it, but either way, there's no judgment because it's a shit situation. But it's never looked at in this logical, you know, in realistic sense. There's this, I don't know, he's trying to add this, like, you know, oh, beautiful language to it all and, and paint it in these weird kind of situations and directions. But. Logically speaking, their stories, they're like, it, it doesn't take long to solve any of these fucking problems, right? Any of these fucking problems you can work out in no time. I mean, the biggest question is, why the fuck are all these people coming for this coffee, right? What makes this coffee that spectacular? That's the real shit I want to know. Right? And especially when, I mean, you walk down any high street and there's so many different coffee shops. Right? There's so many places you can get coffee. Then you've got those, you know, machines that you can now get at home that are giving you great tasting. So why your spot? Right? Why your spot? So let, let's tell, you know, tell us that. Now, right? I understand. I do understand that, you know, it, I, I, I think it may be cultural differences here, right, because, I mean, there's this frustration with the people not talking, right, or um, changing their minds about engaging, but that may be rooted in the age hierarchy and, you know, the, the gender roles that are a thing of Japanese society and culture, right? So if, you know, you're looking at the book from that stance, I'm sure it makes more sense. But when you don't live in that, you know, in that sphere, it, it reads in an odd way, it reads in an odd way, and I did become bored, 
right? Because everything was very similar, right? You can change the character names. You can change the scenario slightly. But essentially, everything is the same. You know, I was hoping this was going to be this weird, you know, compelling piece like, uh, you know, a Murakami story. But unfortunately, it it just wasn't, right? It, it didn't hit that way for me. So I was just left <sighs> sighing, sighing and being happy that the book isn't longer than what it actually is. Because goddamn, if this was like, you know, a 20-hour book, right, even... 10 hours, I'm not doing it, right, I'm done, right, because it's 6 hours, and, well, just under 7 hours, and I was, like, do I really want to finish it, you know what I mean, so, yeah, I, I was, I was glad it wasn't longer, it was actually, it was narrated by Arena Lee, by the way, because I don't believe I mentioned her, I, and she didn't do a bad job with the narration, it was just, yeah, it just didn't gel with me, man, didn't gel with me, but if you like those non-offensive kind of, um, you know, well-intentioned stories, right, then this possibly will uh, gel with you, I, I kind of feel it's a bit like, um, she, there was those books that came out a good few years ago When I say good few years, I'm like Maybe, I don't know, eight years ago, something Like the old, the hundred year old man that saved a day or ran away You know what I mean? Th those ones I believe they were Norwegian, maybe Swedish But, um, Scandinavian But yeah, if you like those books I think this would, uh, I think this would ring with you but, um, yeah, it's Before the Coffee Gets Cold by Tisha Hussey Kawaguchi, narrated by Arena Lee. And, yeah, obviously, people, I did it on Audible. All right? Okay, people, so we have reached the end of another episode. But before we bounce, let's take a look and see what is going down in the world of TV. So, you know, they've taken a lot of, like, games and turned them into films, right? You know, you've got uh, Clue, right? Battleships, they're two ones that come to mind straight away now a game i remember as a kid guess who right you know what i mean you, you you've got all the people in front of you and someone's like uh does does he have glasses like is she blonde and then if they guess right you put your put the person down you know but they're turning that into a game show right nbc a game show. I'm kind of like, what is going on, man? Right? So they're saying each episode, contestants make snap judgments based on intuition and clues in an effort to win a cash prize. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. I'm just a bit like, come on, man. <laughs> what are we doing? What the fuck are we doing? Hey. Anyway, over at CBS, right? So, um, people that were worried that NCIS was going, you're all good, right? You are all good because Mark Hammond has agreed to stick around. So the show, it it's it's staying. The show is gonna be staying, right? It's getting a 19th season and you know probably a few more, right? Gotta say that was a solid move from Hammond as well because I think the word was if he gated. Then they were gonna cancel the series. So he's thinking, alright, all them other people gonna lose their jobs. I'm sticking. So I say that's solid, man. That's a solid move, right? They've also renewed Magnum PI, SWAT, Blue Bloods, and Bull. Okay, so um, this blows my mind, right? Blows my mind. But the first season of the Lord of the Rings TV series is going to cost $465 million. Yo. Right? So in New Zealand, you have to declare, you know, costs and shit. So, you know what I mean? Their uh, prime minister revealed that it's going to be 650 million New Zealand dollars for season one. And remember, right? Amazon entered a deal to make multiple seasons of this show up to five. Right? They've got the rights to have up to five seasons. That. It's a lot of fucking money, man. That is a lot of change to spend on a show. It's insane. God damn. Whoa. Alright, so, um... Hey, do you remember a few years ago, right? Some girl got, um... She got sentenced to... Oh, man, what was it? I, like, I don't know. Second degree murder or something Something right because Over text She encouraged her boyfriend To kill himself Yeah it was crazy It was crazy So based on an article Written by Jess Barons You know Hulu are making a TV Series about this Right, so it's going to be called The Girl from Plainville And um, Lisa Choledekenenko Is uh, directing uh, a couple of the episodes About this crazy situation I think mean, involuntary manslaughter Was what she went down for Yeah Crazy, but yo, true crime TV shows is seems seems to be the big thing, right? Seems to be the big thing. So uh, there you go. Now, yo, 
She was part of a huge TV series and Amelia Clark seems to be joining another fat ass franchise, but she's coming into the MCU people. That's right. You know what I mean? So we knew that there was gonna be a secret invasion show coming to Disney Plus, and it was gonna be featuring Nick Fury, the Samuel Jackson Nick Fury too. And so now we learned that uh, Amelia Clark has also joined. So we right now we know it's Jackson, Ben Mendelssohn, Kingsley Ben Adia, Olivia Coleman, and Clark. No word on um, you know what who's playing who, but ooh, I mean the, the the comic book series Secret Invasion was tight. So if it follows any of that. Hey, this is going to be a great story And I mean from what we've seen from the Marvel shit on Disney Plus Hey I don't think there's any cause to doubt You know what I mean Doubt the greatness that could be coming right now people Right So over on Netflix Castlevania has been um, It's been a hit for them um, But the, um, the fourth season is gonna be its last Right, so the fourth season is gonna be 10 episodes And it starts on the 13th of um, May I mean, this isn't really a surprise To be honest with you Especially after all the Warren Ellis talk You know what I mean? So you kind of figured that, yeah Shit would change but word is that um, although this is going to be ending, they're looking to make another show within the universe. So, um, yes, there you go. Now, um, just the, I think it was just the other week, right? A new anime series hit Netflix, right? Um, Dota Dragon's Blood. I think D-O-T-A, right? So that hit. And um, hey, it looks like it was a big success because it's been renewed for a second season. Yup, yup, yup. So yeah, if you enjoyed that, people, more is on its way. And um, we also learned that now... A new season of Cobra Kai Yeah, that's going to be coming Right I don't really care about that What I do care about is Season 2 of The Witcher And so word is Both will be hitting Towards the end Of this year In the fourth quarter they say Along with A third season of You You know So um we, we got that I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to the Witcher people And Let's end on this, right So she may have lost Her um, New Gods film Over at Warner's But Ava DuVernay Hey, she's got shit still popping off she, She's got a new 
um, animated show over at Netflix called Wings of Fire. Wings of Fire. So it's going to be 10 episodes and um, each will be about 40 minutes. Right, so it's based on um, a book series from 2T Sutherland. Alright, so um, yeah, I imagine if uh, you know the first season is a success, you're gonna be getting more as uh, you know, there's a book series to, to kind of jump on board, right? So, um, the gist of it is right, um, yeah, there's a bit of war, right, and it's involving dragons. Hmm. So, right, there's a prophecy that says five young dragons will rise to end the bloodshed and bring peace back to the land. Raised and trained in secret from the time they were hatched, they embark on an involving quest that will bring them face to face with their true selves and overwhelming scope of this savage war. Yeah, so it's being showrun by Dan Milano, Trista Starr, and Justin Rich. So, people, that is it. We are done, right? Um, yeah, we'll be back next Wednesday, right? Remember, Creep Show hits on Friday, and um, Tiny World, man, that. That was pretty sick So yeah, people, go take a look Enjoy yourselves And we will see you next Wednesday Alright Peace